Welcome to What's New and What's Up, the bi-weekly podcast show from Nazarene Publishing House. This podcast focuses on new and future product releases from the various companies of Nazarene Publishing House. The podcast will also allow you, the listener, to meet ministry partners from NPH that you may have not otherwise met before and allow you to hear what they're up to from an inside point of view. So welcome again, or for the very first time, to What's New and What's Up. I am your host, Matt Zimmer, and I serve at NPH in our Church Resources Department. As you know, Nazarene Publishing House is located in Kansas City, Missouri, and has been here in Kansas City for a very long time, serving the Church of the Nazarene and the Greater Church of Jesus Christ. We are located about seven minutes from the only and official World War I memorial in the United States called the Liberty Memorial. If you're ever in Kansas City looking around for something to do, this would be a great stop along with a visit to NPH. Well, with me today for this show is my co-worker and friend, Mr. Bruce Neufer. Bruce has been a part of the NPH family in various roles, but most recently as marketing manager for Word Action and Barefoot Ministries. Welcome to the show, Bruce. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks so much for taking time to, to come in today to the illustrious studio that is called my office <laughs> and uh, and ha- visit with me today. Uh, Bruce, you're a very busy man these days in Word Action and Barefoot Ministries. Um, seems like I always see you going up and down the staircase, and uh, you're a busy man, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But before we do, uh, tell our listeners a little bit about your interest outside of NPH. What are your hobbies? What do you do at church? What is your family like? What's going on? Hobbies? I have kids. I don't have time for <laughs> hobbies. <right>. Um, <clears throat> really? No, that's pretty much it. You know, my family and at church, I work with the preteens, fifth and sixth graders. Okay. I've uh, been working with them for a couple of months now. And that's, you know, between my, my five-year-old and... 11-year-old and 14-year-old, that's pretty much all that's my it. spare time right there. Yeah, yeah. So what have you been doing this summer that's been fun with the fam? Uh, we took took some time out to visit family, spend some time in Colorado, that kind of thing. We haven't done a whole lot as far as really getting away from the house other than that, though. Yeah, yeah. So are you coaching soccer or baseball, or are you coach? or just Spent a little bit of time in Little running. League. I yeah. started my MBA program this summer, though, oh, okay. so, you know, school on top of that, all the other keeps us close to home and keeps a lot of the extracurricular activities on hold right right so you're reading a lot of books obviously and going to class and oh, always yeah doing all that kind of yeah. stuff wow well bruce uh you you uh you were a part of ministry here at mph years ago uh in, in beacon hill now that you've returned to nph and are a part of this family once again well tell us a little bit about some of the things that that NPH continue to do that remain timeless that you see as a as a positive thing here at NPH. That was a question I got soon after I had come back. Was you know what do you see going on here for good and bad? I, I am amazed at how much youth is here in the building. I mean I'm not that old, but I am one of the <laughs> old guys now, and uh, I think that's great. I think that has really changed a lot of things and. Uh, um, some really sharp people that I'm really privileged to work around. Um, Publishing House does a, an amazing job, and I have a much greater appreciation for it now, uh, uh, of balancing you know, the, the responsibilities and obligations with the need and the desire to, to be innovative, um, you know, always mindful of the stewardship of 
our customers and their resources and things mm-hmm. like that. And, uh, you know, as much as any other thing, one thing that I've really come to appreciate is the other places that I've spent time at and looking around is you see companies are so focused on this quarter's numbers, you mm-hmm. know, whether they're publicly held or privately held, if they're a for-profit business. The other Christian publishers that I've I've had the opportunity to work with is really focused on what does our profit look like right now. Mm-hmm. And you see a lot of sacrificing the future in order to make this quarter's numbers, you know, if you're mm-hmm. coming up short. And I think NPH has a much healthier long-term view than a lot of those other places mm-hmm. and doesn't make rash decisions just because we're in a bad economy now or things aren't quite going as planned. You don't see a mortgage the future just to save today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that is a, a tremendous um, testimony to the leadership. And maybe that's part of the idea that there's a, there's this idea of the constancy, constancy of the church um, that the church cannot maybe turn uh, turn the corner quickly, and so maybe maybe the good side of that at MPH is that knowing that, then they just are are constant and and steady. And I think in the church world, we often say that the message of the gospel continues to be conservative in doctrine, but in delivery, we are always in in change, uh, and we are we are liberal uh, when it comes to change. We we need to embrace change. Um, does this idea to you apply here at NPH? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, Christians in general have always been on the forefront of technology. I mean, the first books that were printed were Bibles. And and throughout the centuries, as uh, there have been new technologies and developments, Christians are always on the leading edge of how do we use that technology to spread the Word of God. Um, here at NPH... There's a, a, a little different approach to that because we are a nonprofit and because we do have commitments beyond our bottom line, there's always a keen eye on innovation and new products and things like that. But we don't have the ability to just chase them blindly mm-hmm. uh, in a hope for some breakout product because if you don't make it, there's a lot bigger penalties to pay uh, than. You know, if you're a two hundred million dollar company, um, simply seeking the trend and right. trying to find the next hot new thing. Right. So we always have our eye on what are the current uh, trends in business and product development, and really trying to be judicious about what is the best use of uh, of our funds and investments in new technologies. Uh, we've been incredibly uh, forward thinking in our printing facilities Mm -hmm. I think is a great example of how we continue to keep up with the very latest in technology knowing that there's long-term gains over that and we spend a lot of time looking at products and trying to determine how can you you know curriculum is not the most innovative industry out there Uh, but you can be innovative within that we spend a lot of time uh, trying to do that sure sure well would you be able to divulge to us today some of the things that you're excited about in the uh, in the word action and barefoot ministries line of of resources what's what's kind of getting you jazzed up I am I am a recent evangelist for barefoot ministries website Uh I haven't I haven't even been here a year this time and 
I really didn't know what an absolute gold mine that thing is and I'm still I'm learning about it every day and asking questions every day and it's one thing that's pretty high priority on my agenda is if if I've been here a few months working with it and I don't know all of the things that are available you know there's no way our customers can have any idea what's available to them right, that, right. or at least most of them and, and so I'm excited about trying to uh, get the word out there more and help people know what, mm -hmm. what's really available. I'm working on some new product lines uh, in the adult small group area as well. A couple new uh, small group studies uh, series that we're just at the front end of developing, and, and I'm excited about the potential that those have as well. The, the imprint series and the identity series uh, that within the next six to twelve months we'll begin to have some product out in those and I'm, I'm anxious to see what what happens there as well yeah and will those have just be print components or will there be other components with that say online or DVD or how does that work that's the goal you know uh, everybody's struggling with video right now if you look around that at all the media pieces out there clearly consumers want that mm -hmm. in the pieces but if you look at what's available on the shelves there's really very little uh, as far as production value, mm -hmm. we want to see that production value, but I don't think we can wait until it's exactly what we see in our mind's eye before we start putting things out there. So the goal is to have a variety of media pieces, whether it's video or audio or online, and it probably won't be routine. Every product won't have exactly the same type of resources with right. it. We want them to be more unique and individual uh, project to project than saying every product in this line looks exactly the same right right well i know that when i talk to pastors they're all the time all the time what do you have for small group what do you have for small group and i think if you're a pastor listening to this podcast today i think you can look forward to the identity series and the other one as well imprint, imprint series yeah and and the look is going to be different i think the feel the the way it's applied to your particular setting is going to be uh, very applicable and uh, the artwork is going to be again fantastic like like bruce just said we have a lot of young people here and those young people that are working here a lot of them are our artists and you've seen uh, some of their work on the books and such in the last couple of years well um bruce if, if you could say you were just pumped about one thing i know you mentioned barefootministries.com um, but just you know again maybe reiterate that or what what's another thing is there a vbs down the line that you're excited about Oh yeah, VBS is always an ongoing project, and that that particular project is a lot of fun all the time. It, it it's one of the higher profile items, and uh, you know the the mystery of what's going to be the next year. Um, there, I'm I'm particularly excited about a new product that we're creating for preteens, fifth and sixth graders. Oh okay, that's, that's such an in between age and. Uh, Man, I distinctly remember sixth grade being one of the worst years of my life because you so badly <laughs> want to be in the teen group, and the teens want nothing to do with you because right. you're not in seventh grade yet. But you don't you don't want to be considered a part of the the group that holds the first and second and third graders either. And um, so we're creating a curriculum specifically for fifth and sixth graders uh, called Wired. And uh, I'm really excited about the way that's coming together. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Now, is that going to have uh, other components other than print? Yeah, it absolutely will. As a matter of fact, packaging is one of the the biggest issues we've had to handle because there is media involved in it, both online and offline. And 
So those things are still coming together. Okay. So looking to come out when, say, next spring, early next summer? How does that work? You know, we've had we've had a lot of discussion about the timeline. I don't want to rush it. It has to be right. Sure. And we could have it out by next spring. I would prefer to see us wait perhaps till next summer or even to September 09 um, to make sure we get it the way it needs to be. All right, all right. And if you're teaching fifth and sixth graders right now, you can call Bruce for that rush at one eight hundred eight seven seven zero seven zero zero. Ask for Bruce. Say, give me the fifth and sixth grade stuff now. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be really good. And I know some of the writers that are working on that here, and and also outside of MPH. And I, I think you're right, Bruce. I mean, I have a fifth and sixth grader, and uh, my oldest is going into seventh grade, and I, and I know that feeling, that awkwardness of, boy, I'm, I'm kind of ready to go into junior high, but then my sixth grader is kind of like, I'm ready, but I'm not, uh, right. kind of a right. feel. And so you do feel a little bit a little bit odd at that point. And they're starting to get into media. I know my girls are um, starting to look at, you know, maybe getting an iPod this summer and, you know, kind of creating some identity with what mm-hmm. they listen to, yep. um, their own online bookmarks. Um, you know, they're way more into technology than I was at that sure, age. Yeah. Of course, we didn't have laptops then. We're still trying to get around on on PCs, and and so um, yeah, the, the world for them is much much different than it is now. But there is still that identity kind of search there, and I think a fifth and sixth grade curriculum with multiple media components is going to be it's going to be huge. Um, well, Bruce, our, our online resources continue to get better and better under your watchful eye. I've seen those lately. Um, anyone that goes to wordaction.com has, uh, on a consistent basis, has probably seen your handiwork in terms of a fresh layout and, and a new perspective. Um, could you just briefly state some of the exciting features of wordaction.com? I know you've mentioned some about... Uh, Barefoot Ministries, but what are some things on wordaction.com that that you would like our listeners to know about? We've spent a lot of time and energy with the website. We're we're dealing with it literally every day and every day trying to make it better. You know, I I try to put myself in um, the position of of all of our folks out there and in their local churches. If they aren't exposed to an NPH rep or a book table someplace. This is, you know, this is the main way they're going to get the materials. And a, a site that's just so heavy with marketing, or it's hard to get around, or it doesn't have enough information about each individual product. You mm-hmm. know, we've got to be able to handle all of those issues and and make things usable. So we've spent a lot of of energy just trying to make the navigation as easy as possible. And recently, we did a really enormous overhaul in on the on the navigation and I think it's a lot easier mm-hmm. I've heard only positive things about it so far um, and then just as far as uh, trying to make sure there's enough information about a product or how to find a product are you are what the, the terms people are searching on are they finding what they need to find and when they get to the product that they're looking for is there enough text there to tell them what the product mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. And, and whether they want it or not and uh, we we have uh, as a, a fairly high priority for ourselves to start committing to the creation of some training materials. Okay. Um, not necessarily for the website, but delivered through the website. Whether it's how do you choose a curriculum? If you're a church out there and you're 
you're trying to decide are we using the best thing or maybe we've used this thing over here and we're not really liking it but I don't know do I just go to the bookstore or yeah. pull something up online and buy the thing that has the neatest looking package trying to provide some training materials that a church can download give to their teachers or the children's directors or Christian ed directors and small group leaders can use um, to help them feel more comfortable with with what their tasks are sure. and what they need to do. It's almost like a geico.com kind of thing, you know. 15 minutes could could change your Sunday school, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know? you know, and that's you figure yeah. out, you know, what you're doing and then hopefully you would use word action, but at least wordaction.com could be a place where it sounds like where a person can figure out, you know, what exactly do I need for my church. Yeah. You know, we spend a lot of time asking people, well, what can we do for you? What do you need from us? And more and more I'm aware that people don't know what they need. They know they need something. And I think it, it's up to us to help help churches see, uh, you know, here is a reasonable right. uh, resource for this thing or the other thing. Here's what we see other churches doing. Here's where people are having success. Uh, things like that. Theoretically, it sounds really obvious and easy, but as we've tried to put some skin on it, it's, it proves to be a much more difficult thing than it is. Yeah, yeah. I know um, one of our editors, our senior editors, sent me a deal yesterday that they're going to post online. It just tells you kind of in a nutshell on, on one page, you know, how do I do, how do I begin to study for as a Sunday school leader how to do this lesson and just got some quick points. And I think those things like that, Obviously, you know, a scope and sequence where perhaps a pastor can go on there and click and see what every age level is studying, what those themes are, what they are for the next perhaps three or four quarters. I think all those things, Bruce, are very helpful. We tried to put together, matter of fact, that's a project that we're just wrapping up now. Early in my time here, uh, the the editors in the children's area came to me and said, we need our scope and sequence online in a better form than it is right now because it mm -hmm. only lets them look at the current quarter well that should be easy enough we just pull everything together well then we found out you know you're dealing with a two-year scope and sequence for each of five different age levels who all share the same unit theme but sometimes this age level may only have four lessons in this unit and the other age level has five or six lessons in the unit and then you have to deal with Easter every year and the calendar gets off and it is literally turned into a three or four month project I, we are finally there. We've got a proof going around now that everybody is editing and making sure that we've got it right. It sounds like an easy thing, you know. Give us a scope and sequence that right. we can put on the website <laughs> as a PDF and they can see it at a glance. But it really turned into a a, a beast of a project. But it, that's almost finished and it'll be up there soon. And if that's what it takes, if that's what people need, then that's what we've got to be able to do. Sure, get. exactly, exactly. Well, um, just real quick, 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 quick question. Uh, finally. Uh, what is it that, that, Bruce, you hope that God will accomplish through you here at MPH? I don't know. You're, you're so busy, and I'm, I'm sure you've thought about this, but what is it exactly that, that has brought you back here that, that you're feeling God wants to do in and through your life? That's Those questions have always you know, go through your mind. Um, what's God's purpose for this thing or that thing? And in the last year, I've really kind of, I want to say I've given up asking that. Mm -hmm. um, I consciously try not to ask that because the more I, I realize 
whatever I finally come to a conclusion, oh, this must be what God's up to by having me here, having me do this. Invariably, I'm, if I'm not wrong, I think I'm thinking too small. There are so many things that he tries to accomplish that I just cannot envision mm-hmm. uh, or that I'm not even aware of. And so really, my, my, what I hope he's trying to accomplish with me is simply you know, making me more sensitive to his voice in doing what needs to be done. And I know the better that I am able to, to sense God's leading in my work and in my life, then the better off we'll all be. Amen. Amen. It's just part. It's just just the listening. I think is is the most important thing. Well, thanks, Bruce, for uh, joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. And uh, it's a great conversation. And if you're out there listening, um, you know, I think I think Bruce just typifies um, the kind of people that we have here at MPH that are constantly asking what it is that they can do um, from their perspective with their particular team that can um, change your life as you prepare for Sunday school lessons or as you prepare to uh, disciple teenagers through through Barefoot Ministries. And I think uh, there's a lot of thought here, and Bruce just typifies uh, one of many people who are, are thinking through, we're not just floating through this, but we're thinking through how does this look, how is this going to better, better minister to you. And, and for that, uh, as a pastor and as a co-worker, I'm, I'm grateful. And uh, so I just want to thank you for listening today. And you can find this episode of What's New and What's Up in previous episodes by logging on to www.nph.com. And you can also go to your iTunes uh, um, vehicle and you can uh, download free episodes. Subscribe, subscribe there. And I hope that you found this discussion fun and informative. And I hope you'll continue to listen to this podcast in the days ahead. And uh, Bruce and I are sitting here, and we finally want to say that, that we hope that you'll continue to pray for NPH and pray for us as we continue to, to dream of and produce um, innovative biblical solutions for the changing church and for your church. Thanks again for listening from Nazarene Publishing House. Bye-bye. Thank <laughs> you.